spiritual discipline of generosity in Romans chapter 12. Let's read this passage together. Let me get a hallelujah in the chat when you guys are there, by the way. Oh, come on, David. Oh, I'm there now as well. It took me a second. Um, we're going to begin in verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And we're going to pause there for now. And many of us, you know, we read that, especially that last part, we're like, oh man, I want to be a kind, the kind of person who can test and approve God's will, right? We all want to know God's will for our lives. Uh, even people who don't believe in God want to know God's will for their life. They're just going to call it destiny. They're going to call it um, What's the word? Karma. You know, they're going to call it whatever they want. Uh, the universe enacting something. But everybody wants to know what God's will is for their lives. But all, all that starts with one, being in view of God's mercy. right? Being in view of who God is. And then two, offering ourselves as a living sacrifice. And what we're going to kind of talk about here is, well, hey, there's a part of our Sunday service called the offering. Right? Uh, or the giving, or the, uh, what are the other words for it, anybody? Contribution. Contribution, thank you. Uh, and, and well, what is the word contribution? It means sacrifice. Um, at its kind of most primitive definition. And so what we're talking about in the spiritual discipline of generosity is, is actually a part of our worship tradition every Sunday. The thing is, can I get a, uh, just a, either in the chat or a physical show of hands, who thinks of the offering or the contribution portion of church service on Sundays as a spiritual discipline? A show of hands. Who thinks, who thinks that way? All right, I see. I got two. I got, I got Shan and Marsha. Okay, and David. Okay, Will and Sarah. Dang, okay. All right, you guys all knew more than me. I didn't think that way. Um, and, and there's probably some other people who are probably more like me who are like, we do this because we need to. You know, the church needs to function, right? Like that's how I think. I'm like, well, if we don't do this, the church doesn't function. Uh, I do this because one, the Bible tells me to, or the Bible tells me so, uh, as the childlike song goes. Or two, because I think the church needs to function. And kind of in the back of my head, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to be like the widow who gives out of her poverty. You know, like I want to be like that. But I'm not thinking this is a spiritual discipline. And so. I want to help us kind of shift the way we think for those of us who don't think that way already to think about contribution and giving on Sundays as a spiritual discipline. And what we're doing is we're actually participating in Romans 12, 1 through 3, or, or 1 and 2, sorry. And most of us read this passage and we don't think about this as a contribution passage. Um, we think about this as maybe a repentance passage or something of that like, but we don't think about it in terms of contribution. But I would argue that it's maybe one of the closest passages to contribution that there is because what it's speaking to, what Romans 12, 1 and 2 is speaking to is the idea of giving our whole bodies 
to God as a sacrifice, a living sacrifice. And so I have one point for us this evening, and that is generosity embodied. Generosity embodied. If someone wants to type that in the chat, that'd be wonderful. But generosity embodied, what that means is it's the idea of us taking generosity onto our flesh. Like us becoming generosity. Okay? You guys may have heard about the the word wisdom in Proverbs being personified. Like it becoming a person. Well, I think that's what contribution, giving, and Romans 12 is all about. is us becoming people of generosity. And people of generosity centered uh, in the fact that we trust God so much. That we trust God so much that we're able to offer our whole selves to become people of generosity. And that's why this is a spiritual discipline. It's not just a part of our worship on Sunday when we celebrate contribution. Also, side tangent, uh, tangential point, do we think about contribution as a celebration? That's a question we should ask ourselves um, that's kind of unrelated to this message, but still important. Mm-hmm. Um, but do we think about contribution every Sunday as an opportunity for us to become generosity? For us to become people who are generous, for us to embody generosity. And embodying generosity is not something that's natural to me at all. Um, when I was in uh, middle school at some point, there was this one, this one Christmas, right? We're coming off the Christmas season. There was this one Christmas um, where my parents had told me like a, a couple months earlier that they're going to take me snowboarding uh, that, that, uh, that winter. And so I was excited to go snowboarding. And, and then on Christmas, and it was a, you know, we had, our family had been through a lot of transition and, um, it was a kind of like a tighter season for us financially. And my Christmas present was a ticket to go snowboarding. And I was excited about it. But I was like, oh, I thought you guys were already taking me snowboarding. But this is my Christmas gift. I don't get another Christmas gift. You know, like that was my attitude. And you think about that. That's like, that is so shameful for me to share. And I think I've shared it with some of you before. Um, but that's the kind of person I am at the core entitled, selfish, self-seeking. In my flesh, those, that's the type of person I am. The thing is, that's not the type of person God created me to be. God created me to bear his image on this earth. God created me to be like Jesus Christ on this earth. God created me so that when people see me, they see him. God created me to show people what his generosity is like in, uh, in action. But that moment in middle school really revealed something deep in my heart. And I had to repent. You know, I had to like come to grips with what happened inside of me and why I was so ungrateful. Um, but I think deep down, I don't think I'm the only one who's like that deep down. I don't think I'm the only one who needs to be formed completely different in a completely new way. And how Paul describes that in Romans 12 is, to not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but rather to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And what we see there is the spiritual discipline at work, the spirit coming in and doing something to us. What it means to be transformed is it's a divine passive, meaning that God is doing the action on us, that all we're doing is participating in something being done to us. It's not us Every Sunday showing up and saying, I'm going to do this so I can become a better person, have God's grace more in my hand. That's a false gospel. That's called the the prosperity gospel. 
what um, contribution is all about is us practicing the discipline to become like Jesus as people of generosity so we can embody it. So our bodies can become generosity. And when we practice contribution or giving every Sunday, it should be a celebration of generosity. It's not just a ritual or an act. It's not just a moment that maybe we participate in or maybe we don't each Sunday. Contribution on Sunday ought to be a display of a way of life inside of us. You know, Sunday offerings are a part of our embodiment of generosity because we get to participate and give of our physical measures, something that's tangible. And we are beings that love tangible, right? We love physical. We love being able to see. And, you know, that's why God gives us amazing things to participate in, like communion. That's why God gives us baptism, to be able to see, experience this amazing thing happening that we can see and touch, it's a, a, a ritualistic act. And what this allows us to do is participate in the generous and sacrificial life of God. Every time that we embody generosity, we become like God, even if it's just for a moment. And the thing about rhythms or, or spiritual disciplines is that we set kind of standards for ourselves. And um, just like you turn the dials on a clock, I've never built a clock or, or a watch, but you know how watches have all these like, um, what do they call it? The little thing that spins and the gears, I guess. I need an engineer. Where's Jack Lindenmuth? Uh, who knows a lot, of, even if he's not an engineer anymore, he knows a lot about this stuff. Um, but you, you know, all the gears are kind of turned perfectly so that they work and things, things happen. But we need the spiritual gears of our hearts turned and positioned so when you click go we're ready to move right and and what contribution does on Sundays is it allows us to worship in the mode of becoming generous so then when there's moments that are way harder for us to be generous for us to look beyond ourselves we're trained we're disciplined we're ready because we've been here before that's what contribution and the offering is all about that's what spiritual disciplines are all about is forming us into certain types of people who can do certain things when the time comes, but only doing them because we are that type of person. You know, God's will in all of this is for us to become people who are like him as his image bearers to embody generosity in this world. I cannot say that enough. But practicing the acts of generosity transforms us. Literally, it changes our form into people who are generous all the time. You know, anyone who has had, and like this really is embodied for us when it happens to us, right? When someone does something that's really generous to us and unexpected. You know, and, you know, just try to imagine a time where someone uh, surprised you with an extreme act of generosity. Mm. Just try to imagine that, where, where someone surprised you with an extreme act of generosity. Try to picture that moment and just think about what you felt, what you experienced, and how impactful that was for you. You know, for me, I think about uh, this time uh, in the fall. You know, I was have, I'd had a hard week. And honestly, 2020 was just hard for a lot of us. That, the fall was really hard for me in a lot of ways. And I had a hard week. And um, Cameron Body had asked me how I was doing. And I was like, you know, somewhat honest with him. And be like, yeah, it's been tough. Like, <laughs> these things are going on, whatever. And uh, what he did was he schemed with my wife to surprise me early in the morning on my day off, kidnap me, take me hiking to a beautiful hike that I'd been wanting to do and hadn't had an opportunity to, 
takes me hiking, then takes me home and takes me out to a really nice lunch. And we go out to lunch. And if you know me, I'm like Mr. Cheapo. Even if someone else is paying, I'm Mr. Cheapo. And so he's like, get whatever you want. Like, don't look at the price. He's like, do you want a drink? Like, you should get a drink too. I'm like, man, like, I, it was so hard for me to receive his hospitality and generosity. Why? Because it was otherworldly. It was otherworldly. It was like God. And there, when we come into contact with the divine like that, it's uncomfortable. Because that means it challenges us to be people like that. And that's really hard. Yeah. You know, and that, I will never forget that day. Like it was so transformative for me. It was so um, meaningful to me. It's a moment and a day that I won't forget. And when we share contribution contribution messages each Sunday, we're meant to be telling stories like that. We're not meant to be um, thinking of it as this, uh, you know, something that doesn't do much, right? We're not thinking of this as just something that, hey, the church can't function without this. So this is an act of obedience. It, sure, those things might be true. This is something for us to participate in, to become like Jesus. Because there's something supernatural going, going on and, and happening inside of us. And every Sunday when we celebrate, and even for all of us, when we share contribution messages, we should be telling stories like this. Stories of generosity. Looking at scriptures about generosity, about what God is doing. Because the elements of our worship services on Sundays are not just tradition. Like there's a reason they're tradition. There's a reason why somebody, you know, 2,000 years ago said in the early church was like, hey, I guess we better take up offerings on Sundays. You know, like there's a reason because it does something to us. We're worshiping God in those moments. And so let us become like people who are generous in this world as Jesus. You know, generosity should allow us to be humbled, like I was when Cameron took me out for the day. Uh, It should be something that allows us to not think of ourselves more highly than we ought. Let's keep reading in Romans 12, verse 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. But rather, think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed or gifted to each one of you. Already, we're seeing generous language. God giving gifts in distribution to us. Us thinking of others, right? Not ourselves, not lifting ourselves up, being generous, even in our thoughts. Verse 4, for just as each of us has one body with many members, And these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body. Each member belongs to all the others. In other words, we're not our own. Verse 6, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each one of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy according with your faith. Accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. And if it is encouraging, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. 
Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. And this is a passage I just want you guys to take and take back and meditate on one day this week. That's just one of my practicals for you guys is take this passage and meditate on it one day this week and look for the generosity language in here. All of the giving, all of the uh, meeting each other's needs, all of the practicing hospitality, all of the um, literal giving, give generously, all of the gifts and grace language in here. Meditate on it and see where God's generosity is put on display for us to imitate in this passage. But what generosity should allow us to do is not think highly of ourselves, but think with humility. What generosity should allow us to do is become people of sober judgment. This discipline should transform us and renew us into the sorts of people who then offer ourselves, our gifts, our strengths, as God's good news embodied for one another and for this world. If we want to be people who hate what is evil and cling to what is good, we've got to be people who embody God's generosity. If we want to be people who show hospitality, we've got to be people who embody God's generosity. If we want to give to those in need and not become Pharisees, we've got to embody God's generosity. And what this requires is for us to practice the spiritual discipline, to do our spiritual uh, generosity bench press every day. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but we want to become the people who love, serve, lead, give, and encourage with generosity. This becomes incarnated in outpourings of love and affection for one another when we practice the spiritual discipline. We become people of consideration and contribution to the needs of others as this passage speaks to. We practice acts of hospitality without begrudging, without being, if you guys remember my sermon from months ago, without people who want to withhold the sweet potato chips. Because in John's words, those are your super thing, right? If you're me. Um, this might have gone over all of you guys' heads, but amen. Uh, and so with all that, let us be people who worship differently on Sundays as we practice the spiritual discipline of generosity. Let us be people who put into practice considering others' needs above our own and showing hospitality because we've embodied generosity. Let us be those who embody generosity. Amen. With that, I have two questions for the group before we break out into breakout uh, rooms. The first one, and Melina will type these in the chat, is do you have a spiritual rhythm of generosity? And what that means is, say you're someone who has this just disciplined schedule where you go to the gym five times a week and you, you, know, you know what exercises you're going to do. Do, do you, are you someone who has a spiritual rhythm, a spiritual discipline of generosity in your life? That's question number one. Question number two is what does God need to transform inside of you for you to become a person of greater generosity, a person more like Jesus? Because that is always our goal. So with that, let us break up in the break.